Hey everyone, Jeff and I recorded this episode before the Christian McCaffrey news came down that he was going to miss uh, four to six weeks. As you'll hear in the show, we were thinking it might not be as serious, and we we did talk a little bit about Mike Davis in case the injury was more, but um, didn't really expect McCaffrey to be out for as long as he's going to be. They say four to six weeks. You know, McCaffrey says he's going to try to be back quicker, and of course he's going to try, but high ankle sprains. And running backs don't mix very well. So we'll see how that plays out. But Mike Davis does become an ad here that you can get on your team. The only thing is it's not going to be a full year thing. So you're going to get a couple weeks worth. But you could be, I mean, running backs, you're missing running backs all over the place this week. So Mike Davis definitely becomes an ad. He'd he'd definitely be in our top five ads for the week. But you still got the the Giants running backs. And now there's the news that Devontae Freeman – could be uh, trying out with the Giants possibly tomorrow. So we'll see how that one plays out. And if Freeman – Freeman is, you know, I think you should, could take a chance and add Freeman. We, you might, we might have news before the actual waivers go through, which typically on most leagues go through late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. So we might have some clarification on the Freeman news. If that happens, it actually – I'm not sure how I like that between Freeman, Lewis, Gallman. There's a lot of people that could have an opportunity, which isn't always the greatest. Um, at this point, that made Mike Davis jumps up the list. And uh, Jarek McKinnon, to me, is a nice a nice add. Mostert looks like he's going to at least miss the next week. Coleman looks like he's going to miss the next week. McKinnon could be a really good option for at least one or two weeks. So I'd put him up there. So I mean, it's all over the board right now, but just wanted to give this little disclaimer before we get to the episode and the rest of the episode, you'll hear what Jeff and I think about these ads and what you should do. Check it out. Welcome to the fantasy football profit podcast hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome, everyone, to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and today we're talking week three waiver wire, and we had a bunch of injuries there in week two, so there is a few guys that you can look at picking up for week three. So let's just, let's just jump right into this thing, and I'm not actually 100% sure where to go with the first player, but I say it's a bunch of... Uh, bunch of running backs but i guess maybe we want to go with i mean i don't even feel good about it though jeff i don't know let's see what you think about this do we want to start it off with the giants running backs you maybe go Dion lewis here i think he has the most opportunity i mean it's really a Dion lewis wayne gallman thing here and i think we've seen wayne gallman before and i mean he 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 was okay at times but i feel like Dion lewis has just more there's something more there Dion lewis has a little more versatility and could be a good option or is this def- or is this offense just going to be terrible and we don't want any of these guys that's always the risk so the thing is that's why so these guys Deion lewis wayne gallman there's going to be opportunity for them obviously saquon's not coming back so i personally i kind of like Deion lewis here we've seen him be good in the in the in the past and i'm just not i don't think i think wayne gallman's just a really average running back and he in a good situation, I bet you Wayne Gallman could actually put up some points for you, but I'm not sure how much of a great situation this is. And Deion Lewis is then going to be there. He's going to be able to get some carries. If they're down, which they'll probably be at times, Deion Lewis should be able to catch some passes, get a lot of work that way. So he becomes interesting to me. And I think 
I think he's going to slide into the number one spot for me, which might not be every, everybody might not feel this way, but I'm going to go Deion Lewis. I think mm. he's an interesting pickup for the year. Yeah. I mean, it's tough though. I know. I, yeah. Obviously I have my reservations. I, I like all the points you made. I do agree with you. And he does have the most upside because there's no one else there right now. So I do have to believe that he's going to be the number one. You take a, a shot at him because it's not like you're just picking a guy for a week or two because of injury. You know, this is the full season because of injury, but still, it's not a fill-in. So I I do think that you would have to take a shot at him as your number one. Yep. And, I mean, Wayne Gallman's also, I think, a pickup, but I just don't feel great as great about him. He wouldn't even be – Wayne Gallman wouldn't be my number two pickup. I think my number two pickup is probably going to have to be Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. And he, he looked good in his own right. And then with injuries to Moster, injuries to Coleman, while they might not be that serious, I think McKinnon is just going to have a shot here. That's, you know, they, they got him a couple of years ago to be the guy, and he just has been hurt. And he showed something, you know, this past game that he can be a player. And really, even week one, he didn't play a lot, but he showed a little mm-hmm. bit in, in the brief time he played that, you know, maybe he can, he can still, he can still do it here. And, I like, I like Jeremy McKinnon. I think he can, um, you know, I like the story. If he can come back and become a player again here after a couple of years off and yeah. it, it, I think it's gonna be solid. Yeah, I agree with you. And Jerick McKinnon would be the talent I would rather have on my roster than say a Deion Lewis, but at the yeah. same time, we, we don't really know where the injuries are, but if there is any injury, if there's at least one going in, I mean, next week they play the giants. So you have to believe that it's going to be a great matchup. He's definitely, uh, streamable even if say you know Mostert or whoever is going to be healthy uh very quickly I think I really like him for next week but you're you're drafting him hoping that he keeps playing well and then he just becomes part of the rotation yeah oh another uh, disclaimer here quick we always do our list here with players that are owned in 40 percent of ESPN leagues or less because you might be wondering why we're not maybe talking about uh, Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson is owned in about 42, 43% of leagues. So because of that, he's not going to be eligible for our list, but he'd be, a, he'd be a solid pickup too as well, but he's not going to make our list today. So I'm going to throw another running back out here and it's going to be Joshua Kelly again, 26% owned right now. And he had 23 carries last week. He didn't turn it into a lot, but the opportunities there, right. And that's a lot of it. The opportunity, and he's on, a, I think, a solid team with, with Justin Herbert there at quarterback now. I think this offense is better than I expected. They could be better than I expected. And just there's a lot of opportunity for Joshua Kelly right now. And I, I can't Ooh. imagine that um, Justin Jackson, when he comes back healthy, he's going to have anything to do with taking over for Josh Kelly. It's not going to happen. It's Kelly's going to be – Kelly might lead this team in carries this year, the way it's going. Austin Eckler's the main back, Ooh. I would say, but Kelly might lead him in carries, actually. So yeah, I would he, agree. He needs to be owned at this point. Absolutely. So those I think are the what main running back pickups I would say for this week. Again, nothing. None of them are. They're they are guys that probably should be rostered, but I'm not like in love with these picks. You know, which I, is which is wild too because you think yeah. if a major injury like Saquon going mm-hmm. down, you would automatically say, okay, well I grab his backup and he's definitely playable. It but is. They did, one of the few teams where that is not true at all. Yeah, they just don't have that sure thing behind them. It's, I mean, I don't want to say I wish, I wish it was more clear cut, but if like Mostert was actually hurt for a while, I mean, Jarek McKinnon becomes like a number one pick easily. Like it would be, Jarek McKinnon would be the guy. But 
it doesn't work out that way. So I'll go, I'm going to jump over to tight end position here and John Smith needs to be owned. And he was still below the 40%, the 40% mark there at, let's see here, 38.6% owned right now. He needs to be on every roster. He should be starting at tight end on every, in every league. He's going to be a top 10 guy for me for most of the season. Cause I mean, he's, he's that good. And Tannehill likes him. Tannehill's going to him. And it, we, we, we talked about this in the, in the off season, hoping that Jonah Smith could become a player, become, you know, a fantasy relevant player. And it's happened a lot quicker than I thought it would. And in a big way, getting a couple of touchdowns. So he needs to be on every roster right now. I mean, I, I think he's a top 10 guy. I don't know. What, what do you think? Top 10, probably tight end right now. Yeah, I, w- I would say absolutely. The amount of damage he can do with um, less catches than these other guys <clears throat> is obviously big enough. He is the number one guy. We'll see what happens when A.J. Brown comes back. But I'm going to be quite honest. I mean, even when he does come back, I'm, I, I think Corey Davis, we can get to wide receiver. I think he'll be on this list as well. I, I really like him. But I do think that it will be A.J. Brown, Johnny Smith, and then Corey Davis. I think he will be in there. And they use him in unique ways because he's such an athletic tight end that it won't just be, you know, short little routes. Like he can go a little deeper. You could, you know, throw it to him in the backfield and he can run it, little screen passes, kind of like they do with Higby almost in, in L.A. So I, I really like it. I think he is going to be a, a intricate part of uh, what they decide to do outside of Derrick Henry. <laughs> so I, I, I love Jenner Smith, and I'm glad to see him breaking out so early um, because you, you just don't know when you don't throw it that often. So it's great to see finally see a game where they really uh, showcase the passing game. So you, you talked about Corey Davis, and I think Corey Davis still should be talked about for a waiver wire pickup. He only had what three catches this past week, but he did get a touchdown, and he, he's involved in the, he's involved in the offense. I believe he's going to be out there. So Corey Davis is one because the wide receiver grouping isn't that I mean great at this forty percent mark to me. Um, Corey Davis, obviously, Russell Gage. I think you got to start thinking about here, right? He's had two good games in a row. And it looks like the Falcons' defense isn't very good. They're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And if that's the case, this off they can support a third receiver being a fantasy-relevant player. And Russell Gage has been relevant for two weeks. I definitely think you got to consider picking him up at this point, right? Yeah, I, why not? I mean, you know, week one – nine receptions you don't think he's going to do that but he had six today and he had 114 yards the first week 46 this week but with a a touchdown the way that they're throwing and if you look at the teams they're about to play too I mean they went against Seattle and Dallas now they're about to hit Chicago which could be a lower like maybe they don't have to go crazy with that I don't know but then you hit Green Bay Carolina Minnesota Detroit you do have favorable matchups and uh Everyone knows what Julio can do. You can't get away from him. Ridley is turning into that threat. I mean, it's going to – soon enough, it's going to turn into Russell Gage and, and perhaps Hurst even kind of running around unguarded in the middle because people are so afraid, like frightened that Ridley and Julio are going to just gouge him every single time. I think Gage is a, a real option. I, I would have no problem picking him up now. I think he, he needs to be at least thought about right now. Probably should be on the end of a bench and we'll see if it, I would still need to see another week from him, but if you get one more week, it's a thing. You got to mm-hmm. use him then. So 
some of the other wide, I mean, none of these wide receiver pickups are great. I will say that, but I was going to say, those are the only two that yeah. I feel uh, comfortable like yeah. actually promoting at the time. There's well, a couple of guys on here that maybe you're looking at, like if you see it again or something, but <clears throat> nothing, nothing really. No. Uh, so the other guys would be, it depends on what the situation mm-hmm. ends up being with Devonte Adams ankle or whatever the injury was. Right. So Alan Lazard, Van, Valdez, Scantling, I can't say one or the other right now. I still can't tell you who would be the pickup. But that's something to monitor towards the end of the week and what Adams is looking like and if he's going to be playing or not. I, you would you would tend to believe he's going to. If he wasn't, Lazard and Valdez-Scantling become a lot more interested. And you know what? They still, in a deeper league, if you're hurting at receiver, they still could be options. But they're not great options. After that, to me, it becomes the young guys again. I still want to throw these young guys on my bench and hope that something is there. Like Jalen Rager, I bring him up every week, but I do like the player and I like the talent. And he got four catches this past week. Again, it's not, it's not like this massive game, but sometimes you can see these young guys get a little bit more involved. He had four targets in each of the first two weeks, which is not again huge, but it's good to see. Um, Lavisca Chenault is involved in the offense with Jacksonville. He he had what three three catches in each of the first two games, but this last past week he had five carries. Week one he had two carries. So they've gotten seven carries in two weeks for a, for a rookie mm-hmm. wide receiver. So he's definitely involved in the offense, and it could start turning into more and more. So that's another one. And Michael Pittman, now with the Paris Campbell injury, maybe it opens up some room for Michael Pittman to do something there um, in Indianapolis. And I think he had um, – let me pull this up. He had six targets this past week. Yeah. So six four, targets four is solid. Yeah. yeah, only – I mean, and we saw that, that passing game wasn't all that good today. But, you know, he had four catches for 37 yards. He looked good doing it, though, just watching him do it. he Just very good body control. He, he doesn't look like a rookie, like running his routes and kind of like giving Rivers a target to throw at. I was very impressed watching him. You do hear a lot of good stuff about him, and I'm, I'm not usually, you know, I don't want to jump on that right away. But Pittman did look like a wide receiver that was very comfortable out there, which mm-hmm. is always good to see. And I completely agree with you going back to the Chenault one. It, I mean – not even having a huge role right now, but they're using them yeah. everywhere. The last two, and this is, you know, standard, but he went for, you know, 10 points and seven points the, uh, you know, week one and week two. I mean, he, yeah. you know, he wouldn't ruin your, your, your day if you actually played him in the first two weeks no. when you didn't know anything about him. And now you're about to hit Miami and Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, so if you do, if you're kind of desperate, he's an interesting uh, guy to kind of use as a streamer because you're about to go against some really bad defenses. Yeah. And a lot of these guys, I'm not saying to release relevant players for them, obviously, but if you have spots at the end of your bench, these are the kind of players I think you put there and just hope that wait and see, maybe something more comes out of it. even uh, T Higgins. T Higgins had six targets in the Thursday night game. He had three catches out of it, but at six targets, which is great to see And chase Claypool got the big, the big touchdown catch. For, for the pits for, for Pittsburgh yeah. there. So he's turning into a deeper threat. I, I don't think there's enough production yet to kind of say, go for it. Nope. I mean, I think it would kind of take an injury or something, but it's very interesting that, I mean, the first two games as yep. a rookie, he had uh, against the giants, we had two catches for 39 yards and then he had a rush as well. So he had four, almost yep. five points. And then that obviously today where that, that long touchdown, he's starting to build a little bit of rapport and he is a big wide receiver you're starting to see how they're going to use them. And it might be a little differently than they do say a James Washington or Deontay Johnson. So he's a kind of a monitor one, but he is a big time talent. So it's always mm-hmm. fun to kind of like to keep an eye on him. Then, um, you know, this is, uh, I guess more of the, if you need to plug in a guy and you're just 
reaching and the, the, the young guys here aren't as safe. Maybe I think this is actually, this player might be safer than others is Keelan Cole. So again, not a, not a like this <laughs> amazing pick, but in opening game, he had five for 47 and a touchdown on five targets. This past game, he had six for 58 and a touchdown on seven targets. And Minshew's been better than we thought. The offense is better than we thought. Keelan Cole, if he continues at least this, he's a guy you can plug in maybe, you know, plug into your lineup and be hoping for that touchdown and get you, you know, 10 to 12 points. So that's a, it's, it's a little further down that you don't, you know, want to hopefully rely on something like that. But he's, he's become interesting, I'll say. Um, as just a, a fill-in type guy that you might need, especially with all these injuries going on. And then um, let's see here. I'll, you know, a couple more running backs I will bring up. Um, I'm not too worried about Christian McCaffrey, but if it was to be a thing, you got to pick up Mike Davis. I don't love Mike Davis, but you got to do it, right? It's just <laughs> you got to wait. And you got to see what he is. Um, don't love it. And then are you <laughs> – would you pick up Miles Gaskin at all? Or are you just not interested? In- no, I'm not. He had he had a pretty decent game, but I am I'm pretty over the Dolphins running back yeah. situation. I if if I was desperate, then yeah, I'll try anything. <laughs> but um, but no, I, I don't have a very. Uh, I don't think the ceiling is very high. I don't I don't think you can predict what they're going to do, what the team is going to look like, even in three weeks. So I I don't like that situation at all. Yeah, I I just can't see it being. I mean, it's really you. You have to have lost a few running backs this past week, right? You lost you lost Saquon and you lost Moster, and you gotta you gotta go throw somebody in there, right? So maybe that's when you do it. Um, I was gonna say I'll throw I'll throw uh, well maybe two. I, I want to talk about two names, but we usually jump over quarterback because everyone's kind of. I I do see there's a name for sure top of the list. Okay, Tannehill. Yeah, has to hundred percent, and and. I'm very happy to get to keep promoting him because he is just an incredibly solid quarterback. He picked right where he left off last year. Uh, Week one, 23 points. This week, 34, almost 35. And the the thing about Tannehill as well, being able to pick him up, is there are some guys that you probably picked up thinking you could play that are not playing at the top of their game right now. And it's people like Tom Brady, people like Wentz. You can pick him up and feel very, very safe about what you're going to get as a quarterback. Um, so he he's definitely should be on the top of your list. Uh, the other guy I did I don't think there's another quarterback I feel in, incredibly confident about, but I did want to get your thoughts on Herbert <clears throat> moving forward. He he looked really good. We don't like to play yeah. because I know that. But what do you think the not saying you're going to throw him into your starting lineup, but what what I don't know what do you what are your thoughts on him and does he have any fantasy value? Not not yet to me, but he was he was good enough in his first outing that I could see a future where we could use him uh, when it gets to bye weeks. I would need to see just a, I mean obviously a little more from him, but he he playing against the Super Bowl champs and he just he looked like I mean he had confidence, he looked like he belonged. Um, I think he can pick up a few yards on the ground even. You know, nothing, nothing special, but he could f- pick up a few yards there. I think. I mean, he, he rushed a few. He had a rushing touchdown. I, I think he, I think he can do something there. I, I didn't know he had that in him either. But um, yeah, I'm not not going to be there yet. But he's some. He is an interesting, interesting player to me. Where when it comes to bye weeks, and if the matchup was right, you know, the matchup would have to be perfect. I don't know what that is exactly, but. It, it could be something I turned into, but I think there's enough other guys right now where I'm not, not really too worried about it. I'm not going to go, go with that pick yet. 
So let me try to see if there's any uh, – we'll look into some defenses here, just trying to see if I can throw out a random streaming defense for you here at the last second, which, you know what, I actually wouldn't mind this one. Um, Chargers next week. Chargers against Carolina, to me, is actually interesting because Carolina – with even though McCaffrey's there, I don't think that's a great offense. And Chargers just did really, really well against Kansas City. So that no, could be an interesting one for me. I think that's a, a great pick. And I mean, and against Cincinnati, who is not a great, obviously, offense, but week one, when you think you would still be figuring stuff out, they got 11 points for, for people in standard scoring. So we already knew that they're pretty good, and especially with Bosa, he's yeah. such a beast. Uh, he he kept people in check. I mean, by the end of the game, he was on the sidelines. But against Carolina, heaven forbid, without McCaffrey, <laughs> like yep. it would be it would be a, a slaughter. And then the other one for me, one more option I throw out there is going to be Titans. Titans playing against um, Minnesota. So Minnesota has quickly turned very poor here. They're not, they have not been good. And Titans, I think, have a solid defense. I think this is one where they could. Uh, Minnesota, it might be hard for Kirk Cousins to do much again. Um, I don't know what happened to Cousins. That was such a bad game. So uh, disappointing for me as being like an Adam Thielen guy here that maybe this offense can't get it done, which is surprising to me. They should have a guys, right? Cousins should be good enough. Dalvin Cook, I mean, Adam Thielen, but maybe, you know, maybe they need digs out there, right? They lost digs and it's, it's showing. So I think Titans would be my other pick. Um, I don't know if you got any others, but I think that's probably it for waiver wire for me. Yeah, I think that's it. So, all right. Well, so let's see. Actually, I'm going to look at one more thing here. I didn't look at streaming quarterbacks. I haven't looked at the schedules very much yet, so I want to check this out real quick. And, you know, we brought up, obviously, Tannehill. But I was going to see if there's any – if you're desperate and Tannehill's not around, if there's anything you could possibly do here. Um, some weeks, there's absolutely none. So let me, let me pull up my, uh, my quarterback schedules again here. Let's see and go down the list again. Oh, so, obviously um, – Tannehill, that's a that's a good one too because going against Minnesota, who to me has turned into a bad team, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so actually, I was gonna say I wanted to. There, there was one guy that uh, one more guy that has been doing very well, and we kind of yeah breezed over him. But Minshew. Okay, so Minshew, yeah, so Minshew, you know what? He he's a lot better than I expected, even. Um, yeah, his I, numbers have been have been great. Um, I think and you're about to play Miami. I do have to feel like he has got to be at the top of the list. I can definitely see a good game coming from Minshew against Miami. I like that one. That's a to me. That's a good. That's a very solid uh, play there. Which I never thought I'd get to the point where I say Gardner Minshew was actually a good pet play. But he's he's proven me wrong a lot. Like I, I've always thought that this guy was just you know he was. I think it really did start this way. I feel like people really, he was uh, being overhyped just because of who he was. He's just an interesting guy with an interesting name, you know, but I think it's, it's obviously become more than that, right? He's actually a good player. So I'm, um, I think that's actually a pretty solid one here. So let's see if there's anything else that I would like. Not, not too much. There's really not like uh, any major plays that I really, I think those are the best ones. Tannehill for sure. You know, you go get Tannehill against Minnesota. You go get um, Minshew against Miami. I think that's a pretty solid one as well. And I think I'd be, you know, Trubisky against Atlanta Falcons. I'm not telling you, I'm not saying that's the worst thing in the world. Falcons defense hasn't been very good. 
Yeah, not. I mean, not. <laughs> I, I, can, I get it. <clears throat> it pains me to say I do understand like the upside of that because yeah. if Atlanta gets to a lot, you're gonna have to throw it a ton. You know, who cares if he throws four interceptions as long as he has a couple touchdowns? So I, I don't mind that one. I think the <laughs> other one, if you are a little in desperation, in need, I think Baker showed me enough in week yeah. two. Cincinnati. They're going against Washington, which shouldn't be a crazy, you know, hard schedule. But I, I don't expect anything great out of him. But I think he could give you 20 points or, or you know, a very average kind of showing. Um, they're probably going to run all over Washington. So he should be able to set up with some yep. play action and get a touchdown or so. All right. So that's going to do it for waiver wire. So might as well we'll talk quick about the Seahawks and Patriots game from Sunday night, which um, Seahawks won 35 30 Patriots got stopped on the goal line there at the end of the game. Russell Wilson, let's start with Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson is just ridiculous right now. This guy, I mean, he might be the best quarterback in the league right now. I'm honestly, he might be, he might be the best right now in the league. I I know that's saying he's better than Patrick Mahomes and saying he's better than Lamar Jackson, but honestly, I might, I, I think he might be, he's been that good over two weeks. Five touchdowns, 288 yards. He threw a pick. It wasn't even his fault. Greg Olson went right through Greg Olson's hands, right into McCourty, right, right to McCourty. Wilson is just insane right now. I don't know. Maybe I'm going a little too overboard saying he's – but I don't, I don't I think mean, so. Yeah, I was just saying, you're, you're preaching the choir here because I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of him. I mean, you know, if, if I still had a pick in fantasy, I would probably take those two guys over him. But it would be, it'd be very, very close. Especially – and I – it sounds crazy, but I think I could actually see a world where I would put him over Mahomes, possibly. And now it's blasphemy, but it's it's that, crazy. That's, that's I know how but... good he's playing, though. If you if you could jumble those three up, I would have yep. no issue with it. No, I mean Russell's just that good, and spreading the ball around today, those touchdowns went to you know five different players. There, DK caught the big fifty-four yard touchdown, which is great to see. Tyler Lockett seven for sixty-seven a touchdown. David Moore gets one. Chris Carson gets one, and Swain gets one. Um, you know, throwing it everywhere. Car- Carson has 17 for 72 on the ground. Carson's been pretty solid through two weeks. Yeah. I feel like Chris Carson got a lot of those, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he got a lot of that yardage rushing at the end of the game. He must have. Yeah. Because I felt like he wasn't doing a whole lot. And he kind of, once again, he kind of got like uh, the, the, the catch for the touchdown was the thing that kind of buoyed him. Yeah. And it's kind of bizarre to watch a guy that has usually getting, you know, 20 carries a game and doing it all from the ground all of a sudden, you know, the last couple of weeks, he's been finding a way to do it through the air. I, I don't know if that worries you at all or not. The way that they're throwing right now, there's no reason to slow down. Do you think that is going to affect the run game? I mean, maybe a little bit, but I think Carson is going to be involved in the receiving game too, where I think he's a good, he's a very solid RB too. Um, who's, you know, there might be a week or two where he doesn't do much, but I think he's going to have more good weeks than not. And I think he's going to be very solid. I, I think he always just gets overlooked and he did again this year, but it's showing right now that he can, he can play and he's going to be involved. This team though, I, Seattle, that offense is so good right now. And it's good seeing everybody get involved with that. But I mean, New England side of things, their offense, I mean, their defense is what let them down in this one, but I don't even know if it's really letting them down. I guess Seattle's that good, but cam two rushing touchdowns through for one 397 yards throwing today. Um, I would like to see Cam get a chance to run that thing in at the end, but it, it didn't happen. 
Edelman eight for 179. If you would have thought, you know, Brady leaving was going to hurt Edelman, I guess not. Uh, Cam Newton has quickly fallen in love with Julian Edelman. Yeah, so that is good to know. <laughs> yeah, very quickly that happened. And that is a ridiculous uh, stat line for Julian Edelman. It is. Absolutely you know, wild. You know, it's actually kind of cool, uh, good seeing Nikhil Harry had 12 targets, caught eight balls for 72. Thank so. goodness. I was really afraid that he was going to go into the doghouse. We're, we've seen so many players not perform to where they should and absolutely get buried on, on this team. So I'm glad that they're, they're sticking with him. And what about Bird, though? Kind of yeah, right. Out of nowhere. Yep, yep. Nine targets there. Got six for seventy-two. That's a solid outing there for, for Bird as well. Yeah, kind of, I mean, is he going to be the the third option now? I, I'm trying to figure it out. And and it's fun too because we had talked in in the first week about how Cam Newton ran it, and I was like, I think he's going to do whatever is needed, and he's going to be a Swiss Army knife. And he needed to throw, and it's great to see he can absolutely do it. I yep. mean, you do have people you can throw to. I'm not saying. I worry about like Bird and Harry because I think that that is going to be dependent on game flow. Um, Edelman, obviously safer. Uh, Probably touchdowns probably won't be a ton, but he's going to chew up, you know, especially in PPR, he's going to be great. Um, How do you see that that going after seeing a rush-heavy game and now a, you know, all-out throw, even though he had two rushing touchdowns, but he threw obviously a lot more in this one. You know, I think – this, well, they're, for, they're a little more behind this one, so they had to do that. But I, I think Cam can do it. That's the beauty about Cam, though, too, is he can do anything. He can still throw the ball, obviously, too. But I don't think they'll throw this much. This is probably going to be more unusual. 44 attempts, I don't see that's going to happen very often. But I think what they really want to do is con- they want to control the clock and they want to control the game. And they want to do that with Cam and maybe with Sonny Michelle you know, that kind of thing. But Sonny Michelle wasn't very good today. He didn't really get much opportunity. But I think that's what they really want to do is they want to control the clock. They don't want to get into a game like this. And I don't. I think they'll be able to do that most of the time and just, you know, keep it lower scoring. Cam Newton's going to probably rush a touchdown or two. Not many – I don't think the receivers will play like this again. And I think Patriots, they don't want to get into this kind of game. And – I think this defense, it's, it's, I think they're hurting a little bit now with everyone, everyone not playing this year. Um, it showed a little bit today, but uh, Cam, though, putting up points in fantasy, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, that is, uh, I think, all we got for week, week three waiver wire, and then uh, we'll be back tomorrow. we got some ranks, so look up, look up on Instagram, instagram.com slash fantasyfootballprofit for the rankings to go up there. Get your comments in because we're going to try to um, – We'll talk about your comments on the show tomorrow and what you think about the ranks for the week. So get in there and then also get some questions in. look for the mailbag post as well. We're going to have a mailbag post up on Instagram. We'll have uh, all the questions you can come up with trade questions, start, you know, flex questions, mainly for start, sweat, sit, just do flex questions, all anything you could think of get them on there. We'll answer those on Thursday's show. So that will do it for tonight. Talk to you guys next time.